Welcome to the Car Trade Revisited, the podcast series where we talk about the industry we all love and have running in our blood. I'm Gordon McLeish. I've spent over five decades in the car trade. Over the coming weeks, I'll try to inform, entertain and hopefully remind you of the things you forgot. Things that make us all caries. So join me on my journey. My long association with the auto industry was about to start. I knew nothing about cars back then. You pulled out the choke, remember them, pumped the accelerator three or four times, not four, three times, turned the key and away you went. We were sort of a band of gypsies back then because we never seemed to settle down in one place for very long. Maybe that's also what made me the person I am today. When you move that often, you really have to make friends quickly. I've always found that pretty easy. So when meeting a customer for the first time, it was always a comfortable experience for me. And thanks to my father's strong Scottish accent, on the phone that was, and his constant need for me to translate, I'm comfortable with using the phone. This is very important in a sales career as a lot of the initial contact from customers is via the phone. My parents were hard-working Scots and never out of a job. My paternal family were all around us in Glasgow and I lived just up the road from my grandparents who doted on me. But that wasn't the last. In 1951, at the age of three, my parents decided that they'd pack up the family and emigrate to Australia. Sort of like the 10-pound poms. Well, we were, but we were Scots. To ensure Rebecca Murphy's boys had a better life and better opportunities, Mum used to say. Ten years later, they got homesick and we sold up everything here in Australia and we headed off home. We are going home. It was maybe home for my parents, but home to me was Australia. I was a 14-year-old. I was proud to be a young Aussie and I just wanted to return to Melbourne. So age 16, I found myself and my family back in Australia. We'd finally convinced Mum and Dad that, no, it wasn't a good place to live and bring up kids. Let's go back to Australia. And as I hated school with a passion, a deal was struck with my mum that if I could find a job within a month of returning to Melbourne, I could kiss school goodbye. And I got a job at Carlton United Breweries. What a deal. I was showing signs back then that uh, I was a great negotiator and that ability to close a deal. Well, I'm a mum anyway. So let's pick up where we were at the end of episode one, Tom Matthews Motors. I went looking for my first car in all the local North Shore bomb yards or for something cheap, economical and it had to be a bit trendy. Mum and Dad were paying for it, as parents did back then, and so it wasn't going to be too flash a car. Don't laugh, my little Morris Minor was very de rigueur in its time and this one was a drop top, a convertible, and it looked fantastic in a sort of uh, bland, battle-scarred, light green colour with the holes all over its vinyl roof. Before I collected it, though, I needed to have a driver's licence, which I thought was a mere technicality. So at 17 years of age, I arranged to meet a driving instructor, have one lesson, and at the same time complete the written bit, and then do the driving test. So off I went to Manly Police Station. I met the instructor, and within about 30 minutes, I had my licence. And a little later, I was sitting signing the papers for my little Morris Minor convertible. Job done. Wonderful little car but very slow, very full of rust. Rust. Mm, eventually, driving across uh, Sydney in peak hour traffic, it just became too much. I was driving for two hours each way in pretty heavy traffic. 
So I decided that I'd need to find a job somewhere nearby home. Bingo. Tom Matthews Motors, Manly, were looking for a trainee accountant and that was the moment the car industry and I began our long-lasting love affair. The dealership sold Rovers, Isuzu Bullets, and a little unknown car at the time called a Mitsubishi Colt. It was a busy little dealership and was well run by a guy called Tom, Tom Matthews, and his fellow director Bob Wallace. The Bullets were fantastic little cars. Four-wheel drive, sorry, four-wheel independent suspension and a very strong little 1500cc engine. Modern shape for the times and looked a little bit European, a bit like the Alfa Romeo. Not like any other car I'd seen on Australian roads. Well, I hadn't noticed them. I was a bean counter. Gordon, can you move it over there? We're trying to do a yard change. Can you get your little shit heap out the way? It's leaking oil everywhere. He moaned all the time that it didn't quite fit the look of the Rover Isuzu dealership's image. He also added that it was embarrassing to have such an old wreck lying around, abandoned wherever you find a hole, Gordo. I was soon assigned a spot up the road at uh, out of sight. It was actually at the local pub's car park. And I reckon if you went there today, you'd still see patches of oil left by my mighty Morris. One day a salesman asked me if I wanted to get out of that old shit heap of a Morris miner. Apparently uh, he'd pulled off a deal of the century on the sale of a new Isuzu and taken in a great car as a trade-in. He slapped me on the back and whispered to my hey Gordo. I've just traded in a car and it just has your name written all over it, mate. Then, oh dear, oh dear, he did what I... Well, I eventually found myself doing over and over again in my future career in sales. He puppy dog closed me. Just take it home over the weekend, see what you think. See if you like it. No pressure, mind you. Monday morning, yeah, you guessed it, he walked up to me with a questioning look on his face and I heard myself saying, yeah, sold. Uh, what do I need to pay for it? Goodbye, my little trusty Morris, my money pit old friend. Hello, six cylinders. Where have you been hiding since I first saw you? I admired one like this was at FE when I was walking home from school years earlier. Just it was parked in our street, probably one of the local um, companies that had given a company car to someone and lived in our street in East Bentley. So it was, I think it was an FE standard sedan model, one of the standard, like nothing, basically didn't even have a radio. And I looked at it and I thought, wow, that looks like a big American car. This would be my second true love. I thought it looked like it was painted in Porsche yellow. Turns out it was a civil aviation fleet car, specially painted in a factory yellow for them. It spent most of its life on the tarmac at Mascot Airport, not at Le Mans Wastrack. Oh well, young men do dream. And a young lady, a Maltese background, had caught my eye when I worked in my previous job at Astor over in Ride. She reminded me a bit like um, Annette Finicello from the Mickey Mouse Club. Do you remember her? She's quite a spunk. I reckoned that she'd be impressed by my new car. The one that I thought was painted in, was it Porsche or Ferrari yellow? I got the nerve up and asked her out on a date to the Ride Drive-In Cinema. Very popular drive-ins back then. That turned into a drama evening by interval. We'd placed the window speaker back on the pole and headed off to take her home. I faced a long, cold, lonely, wintry drive home from Ride all the way back to Manly. Maybe I thought I should drive down to the Stein at the Manly Beach and see what was going on there. Maybe there might be a bit more action. Was there ever, I met two lovely blonde girls who'd just missed the last bus and were chasing it up the very steep Manly Hill. 
Chivalry wasn't dead back then. I offered them a lift. And I must say that my new Holden FC turned out to be a real chick magnet, just like the salesman had told me at work. That's when I first met her, Marion Hayes, age 16. She fell in love with my Holden FC sedan, painted in, was it Lamborghini yellow? And of course with me. That was back, uh, let's see, in the wintry evening of July 1966. But that's another story. Then it happened again. Dad got a job transfer back to Melbourne and we're off again back to Melbourne. Well, that's it for this week. Thanks for listening. Please rate, review and subscribe to or follow the podcast on Apple, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Gordon McLeish, and thank you for listening.